episode number 51, be cautious of workplaces that promote disconnection. In this episode, we're going to talk about why disconnecting is so important, different ways you can recharge, and how do you handle a workplace that has a policy about disconnecting or that doesn't have a policy about disconnecting. We're getting right to it in three, two, Welcome one. to the Heal Your Burnout podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. In my work experience, I've had so many different variations of how my coworkers deal with work-life balance, and I hate the word balance, but how they cope with like answering emails and doing things after hours and how others handle that. Like it's just been in evolution. And when I was new in the workplace, I was very clear on the fact that like these are the hours that I work and outside of that, like I disconnect. And I was always very intentional with it because there was a time in my life where I wasn't intentional with it. And I knew that for me, it would just take like checking it sometimes to then for for it to be a problem. I would be that person that would check it and then it could ruin my evening or it would take me out of the present moment. So I knew very early on in my residency after pharmacy school that checking my email outside of my office time wasn't for me. And I didn't do it. I, I worked 9 to 5, 9 to 5.30. Sometimes it was 9 to 7, 9 to 7.30. And I knew like after that time, like I would disconnect for the day and I would restart at 9 a.m. the next day or shut down Friday, Monday morning, I'd be back up and running. And I remember that boundary for me was was tested so many different times like what what do you do when you have that boundary in place but then a coworker calls you at 8 p.m and it's not the coworker calling to say like hey do you want to go for dinner tomorrow night you know that it's about something in regards to work and you know you might be free but you might know that that one phone call could drain you for the rest of the evening or you know that that one phone call is going to bring you back into your your work zone and it's going to leave you feeling stressed. So what do you do when that happens? And that's what I want to talk about on this episode because knowing how to disconnect, knowing when to disconnect, knowing what disconnection looks like for you is so important. And there's a big push now more than ever for workplaces to have a culture in place that promotes disconnection. So I know some things that I've seen or that my clients have told me that they've seen in their work experience is companies coming out and saying that when, when they hire you, they'll say your hours will mostly be X, Y, Z. On a rare occasion, there will be times where you might need to work over, but more often than not, your hours are set. 
You will not be penalized for not working beyond your 40 hours or you will not be penalized for not checking your email outside of working times. We will respect like your privacy outside of work. We will, we will respect that you have a life outside of work. Many like companies who are really, really valuing their employees and valuing their wellness are coming out with policies like these. And I remember when I was working at a university being in one of my first faculty meetings and I remember we did have an email policy in place and it was something like you can't expect your our email hours are say like 8 to 6 30. I don't remember what the hours were I'm just using that as an example but the way it was presented which like makes me lol because pharmacists in general their personality type is type A, and I'm not type A at all. And some pharmacists could be a little bit too controlling. And I remember sitting in that meeting and and the way the person presented it, rather than saying our email hours are 8 to 6.30, which like, okay, like in my mind, that just says like, check your email when you're working, be responsive when you're working. But the way this person said it was, you can't expect your coworker to answer you after 6.30. And I remember thinking like, well, no kidding. Like, you can't ever control when your coworker emails you back. Like, my coworker can email me back at 4 a.m. Like, I don't care. I'm answering when I get into the office whenever I can the next day. Like, I'm not gonna have a heart attack because my coworker chose to email me at 3.45 a.m. <laughs> but it was so interesting because the way it was presented, it was presented almost like in a controlling, like, this is how... Like, you can't fester at home worrying about when your coworker is going to respond to you, which I've never festered worrying about when someone was going to respond to me. So it just made me, it made me laugh. But only, only because I am the opposite personality type. But it just made me chuckle. So here's the thing. Workplaces can't have those policies in place. Like the email hours of 8 to 6.30 or you know, maybe you're one of those people that worries about a coworker not emailing you back after 6.30. So you might have those policies in place to clearly define the expectation. And those policies are great, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how you're going to manage your email. The onus is on you. The power is with you. And I say power because you get to decide what are you going to give energy to? What are you going to allow bother you or or excite you, whatever that is? So um, what what to do about it? I would say disconnection is important. You can't be you can't be plugged in to work all the time. You're not a robot. that that's not okay. You need other things. You need connection with yourself. You need connection with others and you need to experience joy. All three of those things outside the workplace and not career related. Now, these are all things that I am continually working on improving within myself. So ask yourself, what are those disconnection hours for me? What are your work hours? Like are your work hours 8 to 4.30? Are they 7 to 3.30? Are they 9 to 6? What are they? And when is your disconnection time going to be? And when you decide that, stick to that. Leave the office, go home. And it's okay. Like that's not to say that it's an awful thing to work after hours. That's fine. But make sure that you're doing it because 
you want to, not or because you're working on a project that's going to be due soon, not because you feel like you always need to be connected. So one of my favorite sayings is, when you're going to be here, be here. So what I mean by that is, if you're going to be at work, be at work, be all in at work. If you're going to be home, be all in at home. If you're at your family dinner, be all in at your family dinner. Now, that's not to say that there are not exceptions to that. Maybe you're expecting an important phone call about work. Maybe you're on call and you you need to be connected to work. All is well, all is fine for those other circumstances. But for those things that could wait until tomorrow, why do you need to answer Becky Sue back right now at 7.32 when you're eating dinner when that could wait until tomorrow. Because every time you make a micro choice to multitask, so to go from eating dinner, being present in conversation to responding to an email, it takes you out of the present moment and eats up that much brain power. And the less we could mitigate or the more we could mitigate those types of interruptions, the more energized we'll feel and ultimately the better we'll feel. And when we get really micro with it, like even to the point of like eliminating those, I'm just gonna, and what I mean by just gonna, like I'm just gonna check my email once. Every time you just check it once, it depletes you a little bit more and a little bit more. It takes you out of the present moment. Potentially could raise your cortisol. Could get your mind out of where you should be right now and into the project that you let go of three days ago. So pick your disconnection time, stick to it, and then ask yourself, how am I spending my time outside of work? And how often are you connecting with yourself, whether that's through exercise, meditation, prayer, spirituality, journaling? How often are you connecting with others in a social situation? And last but not least, how frequently do you experience joy? And for all three of those things, how can you spend more time doing those things that you aren't doing? And where are those areas of improvement? Remember, those policies and procedures in organizations are great, but you need to further define what disconnection means to you. And just because you're disconnecting from work doesn't mean you're managing your energy to the best of your ability. Because if you're not still connecting with yourself, still connecting with others, still allowing yourself to experience joy, if you're spending those times outside of work, laying on your couch, scrolling through Instagram, watching TikToks, eating junk food, well, that's not doing anything energizing. That's not doing any of those three things, joy, connection with self, connection with others. So how can you do more of that and how can you make the most of your disconnected time to recharge. Again, disconnection is magical. Let me know your favorite way to disconnect and I will see you in the next episode. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes Podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light. And I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.